Praise the Lord. Welcome in to another Soar of Seeds podcast. I'm your host, Ted Johnson. And as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, for this another privilege, dear God, to bow and call upon your name, and Lord, and to know beyond a shadow of a doubt, God, that you hear and answer our prayers. And Lord, I just pray, dear God, that Lord, that you would just move in our nation, dear God, and and just be with our leaders and, and each and every one of us, dear God. Lord, that you will just, God, just be with us and just lead, guide, and direct us, dear God, and just have us to do the things that you would have us to do, dear God. And Lord, I know you've got things in control, and it seems a little chaotic right now, but God, I'm depending upon you uh, and leaning upon you, God, Lord, to help us through this, and God, just help us, Lord, as we, uh, this COVID-19 still runs rampant, Lord, just touch, dear God, in a great and mighty way, and those that are sick, dear God, and those that are trying to help people get well and, and give them vaccines and whatever they need, dear God, Lord, just be with our nation, be with each and every one of us, Lord, and just Help us as a nation, dear God, to get back to you, to turn our heart and life back over to you and to to uh, turn everything over to you, dear God, and let you have full and complete control. And Lord, I pray now as I do this podcast, Lord, that you would just touch my mind and my lips, dear God, and just speak the words through me that you would have us to hear. For it's in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. I came in to get ready for the podcast. My wife asked me, said, uh, do you know what you're going to be speaking on? I said, nope. I said, it's either Deuteronomy 12, 13, or it's uh, Luke chapter 15. And, uh, you know, I like to, as I've said before, I like to know about what I'm going to speak on. But, you know, sometimes the Lord puts me through a test just see how faithful I really am. And a lot of people at this point in time would, uh, would you know, just say, no, I'm not going to do this. I, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't know what I'm going to say. But, you know, the thing about it is, is as I've been here quite a, quite a few times, and the Lord has always, uh, always been there. He's always given me what I need. And, you know, that's what we need to do today is we need, we need to depend upon the Lord and we need to trust him for everything in our life. You know, as we've been talking about the children of Israel, as they're going, walking, wandering through the wilderness and, and now they're getting ready to go over into the promised land, you know, they they didn't have all the Walmarts and, uh, and uh, the... Um, Walgreens and CVS pharmacies and and uh, convenience stores like we do now. I mean, from my house, I can go any direction, and within ten minutes, I could be at a convenience store uh, or Walgreens, or I can go uh, ten or fifteen minutes and be at a Walmart. And but they didn't have this privilege. They had to. Uh, hunt what they ate they had or go out and get it in the morning the uh, the lord gave them manna every morning and they had to uh they had to depend upon god because they had no other means of 
feeding themselves and getting themselves water and clothing themselves and everything except for depending upon the Lord. And our our time right now, as we have gotten to the point to where that we are blessed with so many businesses around us, it's also became a curse unto us because we have forgotten exactly how to depend upon God for everything that we need. Um, we, we've got a job, and we work every day, and we make money, and or we got money, and we don't have to work, whatever the case may be, and we go out and we buy what we need, and we don't have to trust the Lord for it anymore. But really and truly, if you if you really get right down to it, it we we are in the same situation that the children of Israel were when they wandered through the desert. But the thing is, we have lost we have lost our trust in the Lord, and we are trusting in man and the Almighty Dollar to get us through and to uh, get us everything that we need when we should be putting our trust in the Lord because one of these days, and I'm the way the things, the way the nation is looking right now, it's not going to be very far off. But uh, money's not going, uh, money's not going to amount to nothing. It's 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 going to be worthless, and uh, you're you're going to have to depend upon uh, something else or someone else or uh, some other means by white uh, by. Uh, how you going to get your groceries and your gas and and get paid for the work you do? It's it's all going to change, and uh, really the uh, you know as the pastor was talking Sunday morning, you know the things that you know used to that you could go through the Bible and you could see all the different things in the Bible about the end of time, and you could check off. Uh, two or three or four of them uh, but you know you can go into the bible now and and uh, read about all the things that's going on in the end time and you could just about check all of them off uh there ain't but by just a very few that are left it's getting real close and uh money's money is not going to be worth anything anymore and you know they're already talking about this chip and this is one of those things that is uh going to have to come to pass because money uh, people's going to be throwing their money and their silver and their gold in the street because it's not going to be worth anything anymore this is for right now is when we need to learn how to depend upon the lord how to uh just turn everything that we have over to him turn our heart and life over to him and really get our our thoughts and everything uh linked up to him to where that we can we can fully depend upon him because when these times come to pass if you are a child of god there's some of those things that are that you are going to be expected to do that we as children of god are not going to be able to do so you know we need we need to really trust in the lord and uh you know we can go back into the bible and we could, uh, we did a study at church one time about the uh, disciples uh, and their uh, and the apostles and their lives and everything, and uh, we picked out the twelve and we followed them uh, from the time that the Lord called them 
till they died and how they died. And a lot of them, they, they died as martyrs. They were killed for the glory of God. And the, uh, it's going to come down to the same thing one of these days. Uh, they're going to, they're going to stick a gun in your face or something and tell you that you're either going to deny God or die. And I hope that, I hope that I'm not around when that happens and I could be, but the thing about it is, is you're going to have to make a choice now then how much, how much God have you got in you? That's the question. Have you got enough of the Lord in you to where that you can, somebody sticks a gun in your face and tells you that you're either going to deny God or die? Can you stand your ground? Can you really look them in the eyes and tell them that you're going to follow God and not man? I mean, we, we really need to be asking ourselves that question every day. For the simple fact that if we can answer that question, when we answer that question and answer that question truthfully, then we will know exactly where we stand with God. <coughs> yes, it's going to be hard. It's, it's going to be hard to, um, with somebody with uh, a means to take your life, and they're, they're telling you that you're either going to deny God and die. So what would you do? What would you really do? But we are going. We are going to go back to Deuteronomy chapter uh, chapter twelve and verse thirteen. Uh, the, the Israelites are getting ready to go over into the land of milk and honey, the land of Canaan, and Moses is going over all the different laws and the commandments and the statutes and everything and and. And he's going over some things that the people need to do when they get over the, into the land of Canaan, uh, and there's some there's some different things that is going to be happening, and uh, he's going over all this stuff, and right now he he's getting into the the central place for the offerings and the burnt offerings and the tithes and things of that nature. And he telling them, he said, now once you get over there, he said, I'm going to pick out a place in uh, one of the tribes, and this is going to be the place where everybody comes together to uh, worship and to uh, make their offerings and to bring their tithes and uh, all these different things that they, they do, this uh, weekly and monthly and all this and your sin offerings and your trespass offerings and all this, they're going to be one central place. And he's, he's telling them, he said, now, now, right now, he said, you basically do, just do, you know, whatever's convenient for you because they're traveling a lot. Uh, uh, they they got to take the, the tabernacle down and, and got to pack it up and they got to move it and then they got to set it back up. So it's it's according to where they're at at the time of the, the different offerings of whether they do them in the tabernacle or they do them somewhere else. And basically he's telling them, he said, you, you basically are doing just whatever you want to whenever you want to. And... You know that's that's about like some of the Christians today. We're we're basically doing whatever we want to, whenever we want to, and and 
we're thinking that we're all right. But the Lord said, you know, when you get over into the promised land, when you if you go over into that land, to that place, to where that, you know, that you are in the in the center of God's will, and you are receiving His blessings, and and you are closer to God than you've ever been in your life, and you know, it, it's a spiritual place. See, the Israelites they they had a physical place, but we as children of God nowadays. This land of Canaan is a spiritual place that we go to, to where God is blessing us and we are able to uh, be more like Christ and to uh, really get his blessings and be able to talk to him and we're doing his will and, and all these things. And we're going to have to change. We're going to have to, we're going to have to do a little bit more uh, at uh, do a whole lot more to worship him and to follow him and this this includes you know paying your tithes this includes giving your offerings and uh, doing whatever it is that the Lord wants you to do and going to church picking you out a church uh, that one place that God says this is where I want you to go this is where I want you to pay your tithes this is where I want you to make your your offerings and all that, this is where I want you to go. So this is where you're going to go. And I want you to make this your home church, and you're going to be in this church, and you need to be there, and you need to take part of that church, and you need to pray for that church, and you need to uh, take uh, part in everything that that church has to offer and be there every time the church doors are open. See, we, we a lot of us today... We want to go to church. We want to go to heaven. And basically, some of us, the only reason that we go to church is to be seen and to be heard by other people. It's a good place for, uh, you know, to have your name on a church row. Uh, say, well, I go down to church so-and-so, and everybody knows that church, and, and that's good for business. Uh, if you have a business, that's good for business. That's not the reason why you go to church. You go to church to uh, pay your tithes. You go there to worship the Lord. You go there to to gather strength. You go there to gather enlightenment. You go there to be to be taught so that you may go out into the world and fight a battle against Satan. See, we think that uh, the reason why that we go to church is is because that's where we need to be, and and we don't really know why that we go to church. The reason why that we gather together in that building is to worship the Lord and to praise the Lord and to draw strength from Him and to draw enlightenment from Him and to go out and to do a work. That's the reason why that we go to church. Just not because that it looks good on a on a resume or on a, um, a business deal or anything like that, but go there because we want to worship the Lord and lift the Lord up, not for what He can do for us or what the church can do for us, but what can we do for the Lord? And Moses is telling him, he said, "I'm gonna, I'm going to." Um, the Lord is going to pick out a, a central place or a place out of one of the tribes. And this is where we're going to bring all of our offerings and everything. And he said, now, as far as 
as eating meat or anything like that. He said, you can eat anything you want to. Anything that your soul lusts after, you can you can have it. You can eat it. It doesn't matter if it's the, uh, the row or the heart or, or whatever it is. But all your your stuff that you eat that has been sacrificed and your, and your offerings, those things, those things are going to be brought to one central place, and that's where they're going to be eat with everybody together, everybody gathering together in one place. And and uh, see, let's read it here a little while. In verse uh, thirteen of chapter twelve, take heed to thyself that thou offer not thy burnt offerings in every place that thou seest. But in the place which the Lord shall choose, in one of the tribes, there thou shalt offer thy burnt offerings, and there thou shalt do all that I command thee. Notwithstanding, thou mayest kill and eat flesh in all thy gates, whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, according to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which he hath given thee. The unclean and the clean may clean may eat thereof, as of the roebuck and as of the heart. But ye shall not eat the blood, ye shall pour it upon the earth as water. Thou mayest not eat it within thy gates, thou mayest not eat within thy gates the tithes of the corn, or the wine, or of the oil, or of the firstlings of thy herd, or of thy flock nor any of thy vows which thou vowest, nor thy freewill offering, nor heave offering of thine hand. But thou must eat them before the Lord thy God in the place which the Lord thy God shall choose, thou and thy sons and thy daughter and thy manservant and thy maidservant and the Levite that is within thy gates, and thou shalt rejoice before the Lord thy God in all that thou puttest thine hands to. Take heed to thyself, that thou forsake not the Levite as long as thou livest upon the earth. Lord's telling him, he said, uh, just what I said, you know, I, there's going to be one central place. You can eat anything you want to uh in your own in your own home, as long as it's not supposed to be a sacrifice or an offering uh, or anything like that, that is to be brought to this one central place. And eat it, and don't eat of the blood. When you kill an animal, the blood is to be poured out on on the earth as water. You don't eat the blood. That's that's the life, and the blood the life. Is in the blood, so do you do not eat the blood. So he's 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 getting these things set together so that the children of Israel, when they go over into the promised land, that they will know exactly what they were they're supposed to do. And they they still don't do just exactly the way they're supposed to do for quite a while, and things just don't seem to get together right. Why? Because of man's. Uh, sins because of his failures, because of his unbelief, because of different things, because of man, the way we are, the way we do things. We do things, uh, we have a tendency to want to do things the way that we want to do them. And we, we uh, say God tells us exactly how he wants something done, and we say that we'll do it, and then we turn right around and do just the opposite because it's 
we found a way that's better and easier and and we get just a little bit more enjoyment out of it than doing it the other way and you know you really don't know just exactly how much enjoyment it is how much more enjoyable it is doing something the way that the lord wants it done because when god has you to do something and you do it that way then god will bless you even more and it's even more enjoyable but you know we um i'm i'm in the same boat you all are uh, i mean i've i've been there i've been there i've i've wanted to take shortcuts i want to live for the lord I want to do for the Lord, but I also want to partake of the world and do the th- worldly things. Also, you can't you can't straddle the fence. You got to be one side or the other. And you know that's I put I put the people that's wanting to straddle the fence. I put those in in the group with the Pharisees and the Sadducees when Jesus walked upon the earth. They they had a a form of religion, but they were denying the power thereof. In other words, they they had a form of religion, a form of godliness, but they didn't have the actual true God that went along with it. They and uh, the those religious people that had that form of godliness but didn't have the true God is the one that ended up. Uh, convicting jesus and having him uh die on the cross it was it wasn't the the cold-hearted sinners or the publicans it was the religious sect of the world the ones that uh go to church and one that profess to be something the ones that are are giving us the worst time right now is because when you uh, start serving the Lord and you have a little bit of power and everything and, and they start seeing uh, signs and wonders and miracles and things like that done, then they're going to try their best to put a stop to that because it goes against what they believe and it goes against what they teach. You know, my dad was, uh, when uh, I was just real small, my dad uh announced his call to preach, and we was in the Free Will Baptist Church. And he took the pastor of a Free Will Baptist Church, and he got to studying the Bible and studying God's Word and praying and everything, and he found out that there was a lot more in the Word of God than what the Free Will Baptist taught. And he uh, asked them about it, and none of them would ever say that it was not Bible they just kept telling him that it's not in their church covenant. So shortly after that, he uh, he left the Free Will Baptist, and uh, from that time till he passed away, we, uh, he and I, and, and uh, my mom and uh, family, we we started a lot of churches. And as a matter of fact, we uh, got with some other folks, and we built a real nice church. But see the thing, and God bless. See, God, see that's that's the thing about it. You know, my mom and dad, my my mom didn't work, my dad did, and he made good money. But you got to you got to realize he had uh, three three to four kids at the house that he had to feed, and clothes, and all that stuff, and. He didn't make a whole lot of money, but the thing about it is, 
is he never lacked for it either. Even though he, he put a lot of money into some of these buildings that he built and to redo and to make a church out of them, make them look nice and everything, get seats and everything for them. But God blessed on every way that he turned because he was doing what God wanted him to do. God will never leave you. It doesn't matter. See, the children of Israel, even though they failed and, and they come up short and they had some trials and they, they done a lot of complaining and griping and everything, the Lord not one time did he ever fail them. Not one time. He, they, they went through the wilderness for 40-plus years and uh, they their clothes never waxed old. Their shoes never waxed old. They had plenty to eat. They had plenty to drink. And then on top of all that, they built this really elaborate, portable tabernacle. And, I mean, built it uh, out of some very expensive stuff. And they built every bit of it. They had everything that they needed. They brought out of Egypt with them. And they built this this beautiful tabernacle and the lord gave the people the knowledge that they needed to do when it was time to build it he gave the people the knowledge to to work in the embroidery and and the metals and the wood and and the fabric and all this stuff he gave them all every one of them the knowledge that they needed to do that work so we you know we and they they had to depend on on the Lord for that, they couldn't Google. Uh, they couldn't Google uh, or check out Google and find out how to do embroidery or how to melt metal and and make forms and all. They couldn't Google nothing. They they didn't have internet or computers or cell phones or none of that stuff back then. But yet they did all this stuff with with God's help, and we. We sell short. We sell God short today because we we think that if you know if we get sick, we need to run to the doctor. If uh, we're out of money, we need to we need to do something to get some money, some way or another. Listen, trust God for it. Tell God what your problem is, and 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 be living for Him close enough to where that when these things happen, that you can go to Him. And tell him that, hey, Lord, I need help. I need help. I need I need money for whatever we need money for. You know, God will give it to you. Uh, he's, he's worked that way in my life, and he's no respecter of persons. But we have to trust God, and we have to have faith in the Lord, and we have to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he can do these things. But see, if we don't, if we don't never put our faith to work uh, and figure out just exactly what faith is and put it to work, it's not going to do us a bit of good. But see, the Lord is, he, he wants to do for us. He wants to give us according to his riches and glory. But he needs to know that we, we, will, re, we, we will use it for his glory and we will... I love him, and we it won't become a curse to us. And, you know, this is the things that, that Moses is trying to get these people to understand. You know, the, I think the one of the biggest 
biggest things that the children of Israel, their biggest problem was that they, they just did not realize just exactly how powerful God was. Even though the, he came down upon the mountain and, and there was smoke and fire and, and uh, the mountain trembled and, and he spoke as if it was a, 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 a thundering trumpets. And they, they still don't realize exactly who God is. And, you know, we are really in that position today because we don't have to depend upon him so much. So we really don't know who God is and just exactly what God can do for us. But see, we, we need to do something for him too. We need to praise him and we need to worship him and we need to uh, give back to him. See, the children of Israel, they had to give a tithe of their corn and their wine and their, their uh, oil and all these different things and and, you know, just as, just as sure as we do today, we, we need to give the Lord a tithe of what we, the money that we get. And a lot of us don't even do that. But God wants what's his, and more than anything, he wants your praise. He wants your obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. That's, that's in the Bible. Obedience is better than sacrifice. To obey God, and it, it's not easy sometimes to obey God. Um, like I've told you before, you know, when he called me to preach, <laughs> I said, you got to be kidding, Lord. I mean, uh, this is one person that, that does not like public speaking. I don't like to stand up in front of people and speak, and you want me to be a, a minister? I, I think you might have made a mistake there, Lord. And I ran for a long time because I really did not want to do it. And then I came to the conclusion one day that I was either going to do it or I was really going to get in trouble and I was really going to get a, a, a really bad whooping from the Lord. And I said, okay, Lord. I said, your will be done. I, I can understand Mary, uh, how Mary felt. Uh when Lord, when the, the angel appeared to her and told her she was going to have a child, and she said, how can this be when, when I have not known a man? She, she wasn't doubting. She, in her mind, it was not possible because that she knew how that, uh, how to, that she, what needed to go on for her to get pregnant. And when this angel told her that she was going to have a child and, and no man was going to be involved, she wanted to know exactly how that was going to be done. But in the end, she said, let it be into your handmaiden. In other words, Lord, I, I don't understand it, but whatever you say, let it happen. And that was basically what I said. God, I... I I don't see how you're going to how I'm going to be able to do that, but you know here I am, use me, and he did use me, and he's still using me, in many ways, and I can look back over my life and and things that's had happened in my life, and I can see God's hand all over it and how he was using me for different things, and you know, 
I, I am willing now, but I wasn't at one time. And, you know, that's the one. And any, I think about any minister that you talk to at some point in time has ran from the Lord to try to keep from carrying the word, being a minister. You know, Moses, he argued with God for, a, for quite a while over and tried everything he could think of to get out of, of going to uh, Pharaoh and bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt. He tried every way he could to get out of that. But in the end, he had to do it anyway. And God blessed him. God, God used him in a great and a mighty way. And he, he, yes, he messed up. He didn't make it over into the promised land. But God still blessed him and used him in a great way. You know, some of us have, have done, have messed up to where that we, we can't get to that point in our Christian life to where that we are in that land of milk and honey. That uh, God is just blessing us on every way that we turn. And some of us don't want to go in. If you'll remember, there's uh, two and a half tribes that don't go over Jordan into the promised land. They, they just don't, they figured this land over here was good enough, and I'm going to stay over here because there's a lot of land here for cattle and all this, so we're going to stay over here. But all of our men that are able to fight and, and knows how to fight, they will go over with everybody else and they will help them fight and take their land. And when El when all the rest of the tribes, the nine and a half tribes, when they get settled and get their land picked out, and they get settled and everything, then they will all come back come back to their families over on this side of Jordan. And that you know that's that's fine. The Lord said that was fine, and He allowed this to happen. So you know it, it's. It's not a place that you have to go to. It is a place that God wants you to go to. It's a place that God has promised uh, uh, good for you. It's a place that God has promised a lot of blessings for you if you want them. But you're going to have to do some work. When you get to, to go over Jordan, you're going to have to do some work, and then you're going to have to do some work when you get to that point and get to, into that land of milk and honey, and you're going to have to do some work. See, the children of Israel, God told them, he said, the land's yours. I've done, I've done give you the land. It's yours. But you're going to have to go in, and you're going to have to take this land away from the people that are already in it. I have condemned them to die. I'm going to go before you, and, and I'm going to to fight for you but you're going to have to go in and you're actually going to have to do some work because this land if i run everybody out of it all at one time he said it, it's going to grow up the wild animals are going to come in and overtake it and everything but you go over jordan and you fight and you take this land away from these people and it's yours that's all you have to do See, salvation is free. Salvation is free. But now, 
keeping that salvation and doing the will of the Lord and making it into heaven, it, it's going to take some work. We can't just say, well, I'm saved now. I'm just going to sit here and wait on the Lord to come get me. You know, we really, we really can't do that. We need to put on, the Bible tells us to put on the whole armor of God. This, this armor is something that they put on back in those days to protect them when they went to war. And you had your your sword and your shield and and your uh, your chest protector and your helmet and you had everything that you needed to protect you and to go to war. Now then, we need to go in and we need to possess this blessings, possess these things. We need to go in and take these things that God has gotten for us, but we're going to have to do some work for them. We're going to have to to work for it. We can't just uh, say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm saved. Uh, I want everything you got for me. It don't work that way. We've got to, first of all, we've got to prove to the Lord that we are worthy for the things that he has got for us. And we also have got to prove to ourselves that we uh, really love the Lord and that we can really depend upon him and that we really want to be a child of God, and we really want to do what the Lord wants us to do. Know when you first start out, I know when you first give your heart and life to God, you are you are gung-ho. You are, I mean, you just on fire. You want everybody to feel what you feel. But, you know, it sort of wears off a little bit when uh, as we go along. And that that is... A lot of our your brothers and sisters' fault because for they're not praying for you and not being there for you and everything, and then a lot of it's our fault because people start making fun of us and and uh, talking about us and running us down and everything because we're different. Well, that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be a peculiar people. You know, Jesus. It didn't matter who was around or what they could do to him or nothing else because Jesus realized one thing that, that we as, as children of God that we haven't figured out yet. No man can do nothing to you, really. Yeah, they can take your life, but, you know, big deal. You know, to be, pre to be absent from this world is to be present with the Lord. So, you know, you win. Either way, you're going to win. And that's that's what, that's the the mentality that we need to go into this fight with. You know, I'm going to live a Christian life because it doesn't matter what happens to me because either way I win. Whereas on the other hand, if we if we get to the point to where that, that people are making fun of us and everything and, and we just throw the towel in and quit, then we have lost. We have lost everything and we have lost big because not only can God destroy this body, but he can also destroy the, the soul in hell. So you've lost big time then. So, you know, like, like uh, Moses told him, you know, you've got two choices. You, you've got a blessing or a curse. You know, and uh, that's the same thing for us as children of God today. We've got a choice. Do we take a blessing? Or we do, do we take the curse? Do we do nothing and take the curse? Or do we uh, endure some hardships and some trials and, and everything and end up with a blessing? 
and you know when it comes down to blessings we've got to remember that blessings not all blessings from god are uh money or uh worldly things let's put it that way money and homes fine cars things like that not all of god's blessings are those things you know the biggest blessings that that I can get from the Lord right now is just to feel his spirit wrap around me. You know, that that right there is worth more than any amount of money that anybody could ever give me. I long for that. I long for that. That 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 point to where that you get to where that you talk to the Lord and you and you feel him walk in when you get in that place in your home that you have set aside to worship him and to study his word and to pray when you get into that to that point to where that you get into that place by yourself and you start talking to the Lord and you feel him walk into the room. I mean, you just feel his presence. There is nothing like it in the world. Listen, I have taken some drugs. I have drunk some alcohol. But there ain't nothing compared to that feeling when you're by yourself talking to the Lord and he walks in and sits down. Oh, I tell you what, it, it, makes, it makes every hair on you stand on end. And there's just an... an, an, an and excitement in in the air, and it I, it's just hard to explain, but it is so sweet and so wonderful. But you know Moses is trying to get these people to understand that they're going in to possess a land that the Lord has given them, and they're going to have to take it away from these nations that are in there. And then after they get everything situated and get all, and they take all this land and they they get their uh, inheritance set uh, planned out and everybody in the place where God wants them and everything, then they're going to have to really buckle down and they're really going to have to uh, serve the Lord and, and follow his rules and statutes. He's a little lenient on them right now. But now when they get over there and they take this land and they get everything uh, set up and situated, then they're going to have to get serious on the Lord. Well, let me tell you something. We need that feeling that we had when we were first saved. We need to figure out how to get that back. We need to figure out how to. Uh, the Bible says to search out the old paths. The old paths. You remember that path when you were first saved? That That's the old path. You need to get back to that that point when you felt and when you feel the way that you felt then, when the Lord was blessing you the way that he was then, we need to get back to that point. Yes, it's possible. It is very, very possible. But it takes some work. It takes some work. You can't just uh, expect God to just uh, pick you up and carry you back to that point. It's not going to happen. It takes some prayer. It takes some Bible study. It takes some uh, doing the will of the Lord. I know I harp on this all the time, but listen, the Lord has got a plan for everybody's life. I don't care who you are, how old you are, how young you are. The Lord has got a plan for your life. He's got 
things set out in his plan for us to do. No, he, he's not going to give us everything all at one time. Just like the children of Israel, when they went into the promised land, he didn't give them the whole thing all at one time. It's little by little. As, we, as he gives us one blessing, and, and we get to where we're doing it real good, then he'll add a little bit more, and then he'll add a little bit more, and he'll keep adding too. As long as we keep praying and we keep studying his word and we keep doing what he wants us to do and, and we, we seek after these things and we want to do more, God will add, add more to us. But we have to, we have to get to the point to where we want to. You know, living for Satan, it's easy. You don't have to do nothing. You don't have to do nothing. But living for the Lord, it takes a little work. It takes a little work. It takes some desire. It takes some want to. And it takes uh, some sacrifices. And it takes a whole lot of obedience and a whole lot of love and a whole lot of work. But it's worth it in the end. Because in the end, we win. Now, if you'll read the back of the book, if you'll read Revelations, you're going to find out that we win big time. We win big time. Because we are, the Lord is preparing a place for us. Children of God, he is preparing a place for us. Unlike anything that is on this earth. Take the most beautiful the most expensive the most gorgeous building on this earth and multiply it by about 10 million if your mind can fathom that and that's what the mansion is going to look like that the lord is supplying is building for us streets of a street of gold I mean, it is not paved with gold. It is pure gold. And listen, when you get gold to its purest form, it is transparent. So you are walking on a street that is pure, 100% pure gold, and it's transparent. Never going to be no night. It's going to be the perfect temperature all the time. Perfect sunlight all the time. Everything up there is going to be absolutely perfect. No sickness, no dying, no leaving, nothing. But first of all, we've got to figure out just exactly who God is. And we've got to figure out what our job is. And we've got to figure out whether or not we want to serve the Lord, truly serve the Lord, or if we want to play church. You know, that's, that's the one thing that we need to figure out. Do we want to play church or do we want to serve the Lord? Listen, I thank you all for listening today. Like I said, I didn't know how this was going to go, but I just trust the Lord and let him lead me in the, in the way that he would, uh, wanted me to go. And I just thank you and I thank the Lord for what he's given me. And I hope that, uh, it blesses you all, and I hope it does some good. Until next time.